Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Sam. It's my stepbrother, Travis. And Travis, let's dive right into the NFL offseason. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, we're going to the championship. Uh, we kind of out of circumstance had to prolong uh, the time between recording, and it just worked out perfect that we could do this as we're now going into to play the Golden State Warriors for the championship of the world. Um, damn, what a game seven. A lot of emotions. Made it real interesting coming down the line. Let's talk about it all. We can go back some games if we'd like to. We can talk about what led up to this, this game that we saw, how you were feeling during this game seven, another one. Uh, and then we'll talk about, you know, what we're going to be looking for uh, matchup-wise, what we expect going into Thursday night. Super late for you this time. But uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, hand the floor over to you. Um, you go where we, you know, where you want to start and, uh, we'll see where we go from there. Well, the end result is, is obviously great, but, um, let's start with Friday night game six. Cause that's a game I think by and large, most fans and pundits thought, you know, it was over, um, going back home up three, two, just beat Miami at their, at their home court, kind of had them on the ropes, pretty defeated, um, no one was really playing well for key either. So everything on paper lined up that they would, you know, beat them by 10, 15 points at home and just call it a day. Um, obviously, that was not the case. Um, I can't remember. Looking back on game six, Jimmy Butler had just an you know, unreal game. We have 47 hit shots yeah. that, I mean, you played great defense on him, still hit shots. Max Struess finally figured out he had a few three-pointers, two of which were like scary thing. end of shot clock. One where Okay, you could see it was just pissed on the sideline when he hit it over Jalen Brown. Um, but God, the refs, man. Like, I, I don't blame the refs by any means, but holy shit, it's hard not to notice them when, like, the discrepancy. And here's the thing as a Miami Heat fan, I'm sure they're saying, well, the, the first discrepancy in the last like three games before was like 76 to 28. But like, the way they were calling the game was so effing inconsistent that it's like he would get these calls for him. So the same thing would happen in Celtics. Like that Tatum offensive foul, which I honestly think that and the two Jalen Brown missed free throws in game six, potentially just lost in the game. Um, but you look back on that play, that is not an offensive foul. If Jimmy Butler does that, he's probably getting the foul call against him. He's going to line up two free throws. Um, that specific play, and people can look back on it, but Struess packed him before he even went up. And then they argue that the arm bar is what the foul got called on P.J. Tucker. But, I mean, P.J. Tucker did not go up vertically. He you went at him like that's a, you know, jumped into his airspace. So stupid effing calls. But um, and then the other big gripe, obviously, which the NBA needs to figure it out long term. I mean, Dallas is already going to find what, 125K this postseason. And yeah, now yeah. Miami 25K doesn't do shit. It doesn't change anything. Like unless it's affecting the players wallet specifically and not the owners. What, what is $25,000 to the owner of an NBA franchise? It's like a $5 bill. Um, so that needs to change because one, someone's gonna get hurt. Two, like if I'm a player and I send someone's on the court, I'm jumping to the side and running to that player. Like that's a technical foul. Um, so that's something you need to get figured out because it's even happening in game seven. Um, but yeah, Celtics really, really uh had a good chance there. And they clearly, as as Derek White said, you know, like to make it more challenging ourselves. I mean, Tatum reiterated that, Udoka reiterated that, that. 
seems like we want to take the hardest path to get to where we need to go to. Um, I was joking. It does seem that. like it does seem. I go back to that point in a second, but it does seem that when they get into that crunch time, more often than not, they try to just let the clock run out yeah, versus keep doing the things that got them. Like they they dribble in isolation, or they'll wait till a ridiculously low amount, like seven six seconds, to do something, and everyone on the court knows where it's going to go, and they're going to get this really tough either drive into traffic, which if I've learned one thing from this series is that we can't do that. Um, I mean, Jalen Brown will finish anytime he gets around the restricted area, but he, getting there is the problem. Um, and they just kind of completely abandon what they did. And that, and we saw it last night in this game seven, where there's a, you know, there's a few minutes left and it, it was very clear. You're up by 10, you're up by 11 or whatever it was. And they're just, they're just sitting on 24 seconds as, as long as they could. Luckily, one of those possessions, they got an offensive rebound. And uh, I think Al got it and they were able to kill some more clock, some more clock there. But yeah, go back to your point. You were joking around about what? Oh, I was just saying as an NBA owner, like obviously they want to win, but you got to think, God damn it. I got to pay for another charter flight because I'm back to Miami and I got to go back to Miami. Like, um, so it's just, then never mind, flip around. If they do win, now you're going to pay for them to go out to California. Um, it's just, again, drop the ball on that. Coming into game seven, I think at that point, Miami kind of had momentum. Um, a lot of these Jonas Hazel memes, great. Stuff. So can you, can you agree with me that – so I watched them walk through the tunnel. I mean, it was, it's – I, I, I love the class. Seven? Yeah, game seven. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about game six? Well, well, in general, but yeah, go with. Oh yeah, saying. I'm just going with Game Seven because I'm watching the celebration, and you know, it, it, it is classy. You know that the Heat guys are hurting inside, but they're out there smiling and like dabbing up each other, telling Tatum to go get his title or whatever. I'm sure at this point, they're cheering for <laughs> the Celtics to beat the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, but then they go to the tunnel, and that's when they all are, you know, pissed. We saw Adebayo rip his jersey. Jimmy was, but the 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 one of Haslam did that not look like an NBA two K like yeah scene when your team loses just gets his hands on his head and like puts it it just seemed like the most generic uh you know I'm sad type of graphic that you could do but yeah go ahead I don't know what you're going to comment he's about. just comical I mean he's been in the NBA freaking forever he's always playing is he forty two I think so yeah um. Basically, just sitting on the bench to collect forty-two million dollars, or to collect two two million, or whatever it may be. Um, but that that whole besides NBA two K kind of meme thing, but like just him being visibly frustrated that they lost. Like, dude, when's the last time you played a minute? Never mind this playoffs. Like in general, when did you, when have you played a minute? Um, he's what like the Brian bonus, Hoyer. Man. He's the Brian Hoyer of basically the Heat. Um, so it yeah, it's uh. Very comical when he's talking stuff about Draymond, like you broke the code. Like, you're, at this point, you're an assistant coach. It's really all you are. You know, you're a video assistant at this point. You're just getting paid as a player. Um, but yeah, game seven was well. First of all, let, let, let's lead off with this. Not a great series to watch by any means. Um, bizarre, bizarre. I mean, the first what four games were just blowouts on either side. Home court didn't matter. Nope. Blow, blowouts first four games. Celtics haven't been good at home. I mean, they've lost what 
four games now at home, which is kind of crazy. I mean, on the flip side, they're what seven and two on the road, which is pretty damn and, good. And their record after like following up a loss is I don't think they've lost back to back games since like January. No. Which is insane to me. Um, not to mention this game seven, they basically led wire. They did. They led wire to wire. Ne- he never had a lead. I think the closest they got was what, four or five? Um, three. Three, start of the third quarter. Yeah. And then until the run. end, until the end when they yeah, had yeah, that yeah. off. Then it got a little um, Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, my takeaway from the game is there, and then this can kind of roll into some of the conversation, you know, moving forward Thursday facing Golden State, it's like they're a dangerous, dangerous team when they're on a fast break. I know you – you know, that first whole quarter, I mean, it would have been beautiful if they could keep that up. But as you pointed out, you know, they're realistically only playing seven players. You know, know, Pritchard will get out there, stuff like that, you know, start the second. But they're ultimately just shifting, uh, barring any foul trouble, through seven players. And so that fast break break game is just not going to be able to be sustainable for the entire – and the you know the entirety the way especially the way that they just that was like their mission right you heard Ime talk about it um, they showed the the pregame sort of talk it wasn't really a speech it was just hey yeah. you guys know what to do they know us we know them um, but he, his biggest thing was pace and physicality and they came out and man they were finishing everything some of those passes were so incredible was it Jay who passed it to uh, Grant Williams that one Marcus that? Smart. Marcus yeah. I mean, that is just pretty basketball. Um, I thought on the Heat side, Kyle, Kyle Lowry kind of killed him. I think he made some bad mistakes. Um, just really, I thought he hurt in that game. Um, and as much as, you know, I know he's your least favorite player probably in the league. Um, I know hate's a strong word, but you might use it there for you at least. Oh, it, yeah. took me every, it took everything in me to not even give him emotion in the game. Um, I just found myself here, yelling like if he's gonna if you're gonna get that foul call against him that you you know push him actually push him if he goes up and he flakes the contact you feel him taking it all right lean in and push him because like it Jesus was, it was a, it has to be a distract like even we get in cases where like guys on the Celtics do it there's a couple play back to back plays where Tatum went down after uh, the bat you know the trying to attempt yeah. around the hoop and it just killed him on defense both times. Where he didn't one of them, I think down. he got fouled. The other one, he did, yeah. and he tried to sell the contact. But. but then you see, I know Marcus Smart flops a lot, so like you have to play devil's advocate and say, hey, because he's on the team that we root for, we can enjoy it when they get the calls, right? Um, Kyle Lowry, don't get me wrong, man. Guy can take a charge. Um, he's always putting himself in a position to try to take a charge. Saw a couple last night, but – I, I really got to believe it's a distraction when right from the very beginning of the game, he's constantly just complaining, complaining, complaining at the refs. Right. Um, and there's a couple of things. Against many degrees, but... I just think that's when the, the, the Celtics themselves get themselves into trouble in some of these games is when they're one of them starts to complain, they all start to like feed that energy. Right. You start seeing it show up for a lot of people. And then, it's, and then it's on the refs, and you're not even playing the other team. I, I saw in this one, I, I mean, Tatum got a off an inbound pass, just a practice like you'd see in warm-ups, kicked it out to the three-point line because uh, uh, what's-his-name was was arguing with the, the ref there. Um, I forget his name. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, 
Tyler Hero not being a go, I mean, he wasn't a cent- he wasn't the player that he's been and that we've seen one most most likely because his groin was bothering him and he was trying to do what he could. It just you could tell right away that it probably wasn't gonna gonna work and that he wasn't at a percentage where even a less than a hundred percent Tyler Hero could help them. So that made him a liability, especially probably on the defensive end. Um, and Jimmy and out of Robinson for that reason either. I know, I know. He was just. What, do you think that's a? You know, was his like confidence where he got hurt and who who came in for him during the year? Was it Struess or Vincent uh, that filled in for him when he was out? And then oh, Struess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Vincent. And what I've happened was it, it wasn't that Duncan didn't play well. He just got less minutes because was, the person that stepped up in his role was playing much better. Um, yeah. And that's a tough spot. I think mentally that could probably hammer you where it's like, you know, the year before you're being talked about as one of the best shooters in the league and that you got the, the, the okay, the green light to fire any, any time you'd like. And then you just don't get minutes when you get back from full health and it's nothing, it's nothing that he did wrong. And so we didn't see him. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler was just annoyingly good. Uh, like he always is. Um, bam kind of he's almost better when he has a guy right in his face like every time Horford was playing great defense on him he'd do that little like sort of middle of the paint step back and just hit it every time um but where the Celtics got were were fortunate last night is no one could hit any shots (laughs) uh, outside of those two guys so that was uh that was helpful yeah I mean hey Almost only counts about horseshoes and hand grenades, so you take it. Um, you got to take it, and you can't Celtics play the game. What if they that yeah. That's that's the basketball god saying, you know, Celtics deserve to win the series. They're a better team. Um, I think so. So, but let's talk. Like, I mean, this is crazy. I, I saw Steve the time run out. I'm like, damn, a team that earlier in the season were like, you know, you might as well just go. For, if you're going to play like this, you might as well go for one of the top picks, right? Yeah, exactly. To a team that. And I think why we brought, you know, I think you were a little more aggressive and a little quicker to that punch. But I, I tended to agree. It's like we've been waiting for this team to be put together and at the level that they're at for so long, you know, for, for many years coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basically from the departure of KD and, and, uh, and Paul Pierce waiting for draft picks to come through. And then we got the team and the team wasn't playing the way that, like, we knew they should be playing. So you just – can't help but get to a very um, just aggravated position. You're like, come on, if this isn't the team, then what is, you know? Um, but it just seemed like as far, maybe process with Ime, uh, with the coach, whatever it is, the buy-in, um, it just seemed like it clicked. And obviously it clicked and we've seen them go now. And I think these three series were just such a huge – they had to go through all three of these series right? The way that they've played out. They had to go through the if, net. If they managed to win this championship, you could argue on paper, this is like the Heat was their their worst competition. And I understand, mm. you know, the Bucs didn't have Middleton. You're still facing Antetokounmpo who can take 17 exactly. steps in the paint and do whatever unstoppable for it without getting a call. And and the Nets are the Nets, but it's still that's the There's There was a psychological part with that. Oh, Nets. that's huge. But you think like the Nets series, even though they swept them, the total margin of victory, if you look at the point differential, it was 18. The Bucs was like, they beat the Bucs by like, if you look at all games combined scores, they were up by like 70 points. 
he I think it was like 34. That if you put all the scores together, they would have won by 34. Um, Nets were the closest series. If they can go like if they can beat Golden State, which on paper, first of all, I'll lead with this. They must be so effing happy they're playing, you know, Golden State, who, yes, they're physical, but you've gone through a grueling effing series against Milwaukee. This series was physical. Like, it's more finesse versus physicality in this next series, which is huge. Um, I would imagine there'd be a little more space in the court. So we'll see what happens. But on paper, this should be a very fun matchup. Well, that's what I, that's something I wanted to you know, we want to look ahead. We want to talk about, you know, going into this first game. Obviously, you're playing very dangerous. Like, the thing about the Golden State Warriors is they have elite scoring that you kind of have to guess early on in the game which guy is going to be maybe the hot hand first and then by second half who's, you know, because it's it's – I think Golden State's so different from everyone else's where they, yes, they have Steph Curry who can make his own shots. Even if your plan is to like double team him and get it, he can come off something so quick, put that up. And if he's feeling it and the shimmy starts to come out, you're screwed. Right. And then you get someone like, you know, Clay Thompson, who's maybe one of the greatest, like, um, you know, just hot microwave. You know what I mean? He's just, yeah. he can just blast off in such a short amount of time. You got Jordan, you got Jordan Poole, who's who's great. Obviously, Draymond is like their their heart um, of all of that going together. But I look at it, and I, I as much as it, you know, they are going to be the underdogs, and as much as people are going to say, "Hey, Golden State six, maybe even seven. I almost, you know, we've seen the Celtics play when they're at the very top, right? Maybe just over half the time this playoffs. Mm-hmm defensively I mean offensively they have a, a lot of scoring units they have some pieces off the bench role players and white who's playing phenomenal shooting wise you got Pritchard who can get some hot spots you know Grant Williams you never really know but he's going to give you the defensive mean you know um but to me when it comes to how they match up defensively like they're just a long team right mm-hmm. and they're athletic so you got Marcus Smart at the heart of it shut down anyone obviously but even Tatum and Brown, those are some big wings. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get, you get Rob. So I'll be interested to see how they switch around. With the, I mean, Horford's looking phenomenal. He's looking like he's got a well, this series spring is, in his step. I mean, this is what also takes me off about losing game six because you had to go back down and, and not get those extra two days of rest that you would have been afforded had you won on Friday. Um, I know maybe that's a blessing and a curse. Maybe, you know, they – Three days off to recover, but you're right back in the swing of playing basketball. It's not a week-long layoff like Golden State's going to be walking into on game one. Um, but it's three days off between games. They play Thursday. They don't play again until Sunday night. So, so sorry, two full days. Um, but that that's huge for, you know, someone like Horford and Smart, who is – I think he said he was playing about 65-70%. Um, it's all, like, right side of his body basically banged up between his, like, quad, his ankle, and his yeah, – anyways – um, Rob Williams is a big question mark. I mean, he clearly yeah. he couldn't do shit last night. He was not good. I think um, he's pushing. I think he needed an off game, maybe the last game. And yeah, they normally just, have been doing that. Now, what do you see him being impactful? So, what we've seen is obviously he was helpful. 
in this series. He was way helpful in the Brooklyn series. In between there against the Bucks, it seemed like he just didn't fit um, what he needed to do out there. What? How do you see him matching up in Golden State series? Huge. Huge. Well, and, and this is where I might say he's huge is that transition game. The Dubs will turn the ball over. Like they go through spells where they'll just get lazy with the ball. And I, cause I've watched them enough this year and, and in past years, Steve, you can see how annoyed Steve Kerr gets on the sideline about it. And he'll blow up similar to Ime too. Like they'll have that point where they'll call a timeout and they'll just be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, and what I saw last night is if you give on top of what I think the Celtics can create for turnovers, if you give them any lazy types of play, they're going to, you know, the Celtics can finish around the rim. You know, that's Jalen, that's Tatum, that's these guys can just move the ball. Um, I'm wondering going into this, we, we actually kind of talked about this going into this series. It's like, sometimes you gotta, I know that they're playing home court. What I, what I've kind of gained, it doesn't really matter who the, like the first game is a feel out game. Oh yeah. Right. You could and argue so, it's going to be a scheduled loss for Boston. Well, and, and that I could totally see that. But then again, you can say there might be an emotional, like emotional just drop for the Celtics after long series, all this stuff. I could co- totally, like you said, schedule that as an, an, a loss, get the matchups down. It's not a series until you lose one at home, right? But on the flip side, you could also say, hey, sometimes we've seen with the, the Golden State Warriors as they come out slow. And having a longer period of time in between games, maybe that's, you know, that's tough to keep that that top level, whereas Celtics had to do all they had to do to get there. So maybe they're, you know, like you said, it could happen. Would it be awesome to see the Celtics steal the first one? Of course it would be. Um, but as you said, I, I, I really don't put as much. If there's a game that I can kind of shrug off, it's the first one because they they're, they just go from seven games against the Bucks. And then seven games against Miami where they get to know every single thing about that team to the point where it doesn't even matter. It just matters on, are you hitting your shots tonight or not? And now you got a whole new ball game, which they've had some success in the past. Maybe Brad Stevens passing along some of his, uh, his wisdom. Cause he played, he played the golden state warriors pretty well. Yeah. And again, when, when you, we talked about Rob Williams briefly there, but, Biggest thing is him is the interior defense is going to be huge. And this is where I say, is he going to be fully healthy or healthy enough to be um, able to move laterally? Because that's the last night I mean, you saw him just jumping for fakes at the three-point line flying into the bench. Like, he can't, he couldn't move laterally. So, he's pretty much useless. Um, but, I mean, if you look back on when they played him in March, I believe, probably just had four blocks. And all of them were like, two of them were backside help blocks where Poole had an open lane. All of a sudden, Rob Williams comes out of nowhere behind the other side of the basket and just swats it in the crowd. Um, so huge for to turn that interior offense that Golden State can do. I mean, they all, everyone just thinks all they do is shoot three pointers, but they can go inside. Um, Andrew Wiggins will be another kind of X factor for Golden State, right. see where he he lines up and who he's going to match up. I imagine he probably lines up on Brown and Tatum to start. Um, yeah. Where does Otto Porter Jr. stand? Because he's an undefended thing throw at him. So right. I don't know. It's going to be a fun series, though, man. It's going to so be a outside, lot of fun. One thing. One other thing I want to address is like outside of being able to dribble the basketball, which seems to be a weakness. Um, and outside of just a select few people not being able to hit free throws, <clears throat> Jalen Brown, which last night he figured it out. He hit him last um, night, thank God. What do you think? I mean, the, the other glaring 
thing I'm seeing is just rebounding, right? right? Uh, second chances on offensive rebounds, uh, just defensive rebounds, and, and off the free throws, man. Like, come on. Um, obviously, you, you just came off a series, two series, where you have two pretty dominant big guys around there. Obviously, Giannis, maybe more so than anybody. And then you had, hey, Bam's no slouch around the, the boards, right? Um, do you see that being a fact, like a, an issue? Or do you think that the, the, the matchup-wise, they might be okay? They sh- honestly, they, they should they, match up. They're going to be big. Okay. They're way yeah. bigger on paper than how – Right. Think about – I mean, sometimes they have lineups with – I mean, Thompson's 6'7", but right. it's not like he's in there banging and get rebounds. <laughs> but, like, you put Gordon – you know, Jordan Poole and Steph Curry out there, like, that, that's a mismatch. Um, so, I mean, their size is going to be a huge advantage. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. I'm excited. So, what? All good, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be huge for Boston to be able to run those lineups, even even Grant Williams. Grant Williams is, I think he's realistically 6'5", but he plays bigger than 6'5". Um, so I think that size advantage is going to have to come into play and, you know, to combat Golden State's small ball mentality. Right. So let's talk about what we think we're going to see. I know this is, what, is a 9-15 start for you? <laughs> so I mean, it's late for me out here. Six, so I, so for those of you listening along, I was just at a wedding in North Carolina this past weekend. All right. So time shift. Obviously, that was through watch the Celtics play – Wednesday, Wednesday night, and then we watched. And weren't the wedding was actually Friday, so kind of had to just watch the score for the most part, and then watch the end of the game. But it's getting to. I mean, I'm watching hockey too. It's getting to 11:30, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. How are how are you? Any, I probably just wouldn't watch sports anymore if I was <laughs> out there. And so getting out here watching that game. Uh, lucky, you know. Kudos to you. I'm, I'm glad that you got. Uh, work at home opportunity on Friday because that's going to be necessary, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, so do we want to make any predictions first game? Do we want to just see, kind of watch it, take it all in, see how it goes? I'm not um, going to make any predictions. The biggest thing is the Celtics just need to take one game at, at Golden State. Game one or two doesn't really matter. And to your point, it might just be you know a schedule loss for Boston to kind of figure out. All right, we had a game plan going in. Clearly, this worked. This didn't work. This is what we can exploit in game two on Sunday night. Uh, thankfully, Sunday night's an eight o'clock tip-off. Jesus Christ, that yeah. was nine o'clock on Sunday night because I'm pissed. Um, but I, I do think that they just need to win one of these two games and then figure it out. Because at this point, it's no longer like you need to win, you know, A, B, C, and D. It's just it, it is a game by game approach, you know. Right. Um, I think Boston's yeah. clearly proven they can win game sevens back to back. So even the if it's away, man. yeah. Uh, uh, if there's one thing, what dictates that Golden State has home court? I, that's a good question. Which every playoffs, the East versus West gets in the finals? I don't I'll, remember. I will. Or is it, it's, it's not MLB like All Star Game wins because now it's just. I that's what I was going to say. I don't think they did that because now they kind of change up the All Star Game. Um, so what dictates? Uh, I'll, I'll look it up right now. Um, in NBA championship. So yeah, you know it's worth best, best, best. Um, scenario would be that they steal a game game one surprising game one catch them on their heels somehow and you're just like oh shit 
is it possible we could steal game two? But um, I think if you look at, I know like the athletic ends up doing a projector right before it's like all their beat writers writing on it, or like immediate out, everyone will do it. It's going to be some iteration of Celtics and seven or Warriors and seven. No teams winning in six. If someone wins in six, some, I think someone went wrong, which is unfortunate because Jesus, this was right, stressful right. enough watching game seven for a chance to go to the finals. Never mind a game seven at potentially right, right. Chase Center <laughs> to win the finals. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm still I'm still looking it up. Um, I, I don't think it matters really. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. All we know is Golden State's home. They're hosting the first game. Um, cool. Anything else you want to talk? I mean, just gonna enjoy this. I don't think. Yeah, this is really just to dive in and react to the Celtics because there's nothing really else to talk about. World of sports for the yeah. most part. Yankees are yeah, cruising. The Red Sox are oh, Yankees are cruising. They've, they've come in a couple uh, hiccups here, but. The ALE seems to be turning on a little bit. Brad Marshawn, we can briefly touch that. Double hip surgery. Like, you think he's in a wheelchair? Like, how do you move? Yeah, he's they, – they tend to go after every everything after the playoffs, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a game months. seven tonight. Game seven, yeah, oh, yeah. I think the I'm just, that. I'm really – I think so, too. I'm really curious to see uh, the Colorado-Edmonton series start up here. Fun it's one. gonna be fun hockey. So, um, another one that's that'll be good. Starts every night. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, let's see, MLB. We talked on NFLs. Obviously, we're just kind of biting our time before they matter. get some newsworthy stuff. Uh, let's finish the way we typically do. Uh, outside of sports, entertainment, anything you're watching, anything, movies, shows, Stranger Things. We got one episode left. One left? Is it, is it a half and half thing? Like they're, they're doing so they're, they're seven, there's seven episodes. They get progressively longer, I think. I didn't ever look okay. at the numbers, but like, like the last one's an hour and a half. Um, but then we did like two or three yesterday and then two or three today. Um, and then, but we've gone outside, we've done some stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say, just came out, man. Um, the second part is like two episodes, which is strange that I did it. But the final Does it episode come in nine, July? Like, yeah, episode nine is like two and a half hours long. Okay. The That's other one I want to watch. So I started the first one on that one. So I'll, I'll catch up eventually. The other one I want to watch will be one. Yes, you need to watch that too. Limited series. Fantastic Beast is on HBO Max too, which I oh, do want to watch that. I watched it. First. Okay. All right. Anything and else you want to look? There's a few. I mean, coming up, you got. Um, the boys on Amazon Prime coming out on Friday. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if you watch that. Now, I, I do. think I don't know when that Chris Pratt Terminalist show comes out, but I know that comes out soon too. That one looks. I, I um I believe the Adam Sandler one we were mentioning I think last time is coming out this weekend. Does that sound right? The fifth or the eighth? One of those. Maybe yeah. Something like that. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes out on that. All right. Anything else you want to say before we? I think that's okay. it. Let's see how uh, how Thursday night goes. All right. Well, by the time we record gonna... again, I'll probably go through two games. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, excited to watch here. So, episode 93, Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening along. Until next time.